we're officially back. I mean, I mean, uh, it's good to be back. I mean, hello, <laughs> greetings, person with whom I didn't just talk for five minutes while I was sorting out audio problems. No way, and you sound super smooth and not crackly. Mm. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't feel crackly. No, I, there's no reason. I didn't feel crackly before, but there's a. I, I have a false positive here because my monitor. So the sound goes in through uh, the mixer, and then my headphones go out from the mixer. But the audio loop to my headphones never goes into the computer. So it could. It can be lying to me. I need you as a source of audio truth. Wow, that's getting deep already. Mm-hmm. Uh. I have some coffee today because I'm so very tired. I decided to make a cup of coffee now, so I'm gonna hopefully <laughs> I'm gonna hopefully uh, make for a good podcast uh, companion, and then probably be up until three o'clock. Uh, does coffee affect you that much? No. Uh, well, here's the thing: is you end up with a. You, I, I feel like biologically, you end up with a baseline. Uh, based on what it is you do every single day of your your damn life, and okay. uh, you know some people that's no you. coffee, right? If someone who drinks no coffee, they've they drink a cup of coffee, they've now had a cup of coffee. Someone who drinks uh, a Zojirushi TM thermal thermal mug worth of coffee every single day, they drink a cup of coffee more than that, and they have also effectively had a cup of coffee. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I have a. Incidentally, I don't think this fits in any of our our categories here. I have a coworker who swears that he and his wife drink coffee when they can't get to sleep. Uh, I mean, it sounds hmm. just so many things wrong with that. My only thought is that they don't know that they've been buying decaf for years and it's like some kind of uh trained response that they fell into uh well what do they drink the rest of the day so we have we have a lot of options here there's an there's one option where they're uh you know we could discuss their metabolism being completely reversed uh the chances that both of them have that same situation are slim to none hmm. i think there's something psychological going on here yeah, well i mean i'm not a psychologicalist uh or a coffeeist but uh i mean a, a warm cup of anything is is fairly uh cozy right like a, a warm cup of tea is cozy a lot of people will drink tea <laughs> i would i would i'll drink a cup of tea and then uh someone will tell me the next day that whatever uh Rui boasts or green or whatever type of tea I, I, I had actually had co- caffeine in it and was like stronger than a cup of coffee. And I didn't know I went to sleep. That's happened to me. Is all coffee placebo? No. Oh, no, that, because that, I, I can get heart palpitations if I drink too much coffee. I, yeah. And I'm, I'm also much more willing to go down the, the route that both of these people simultaneously have the same uh, reversed metabolism than I am down the the remote possibility that coffee is a placebo <laughs> can't do it. Um, well, let's, all right. So they're, 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 they're uh, a warm beverage is cozy. Uh, we don't okay. know that we don't know their baseline coffee intake. Cause again, maybe they just have, you know, they've been drinking the same cup of coffee before bed for so long. Maybe it started as a goof testing one, two, three, testing one, two, testing three do in the nighttime. And uh, now it's the baseline, which which also could mean that they just haven't had a good like night of sleep in like fifteen years. Right? How would they know? Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think it's along those lines. I think this person has such a strong, willful, like belief in the reality that he sees in his head, and I'm I'm saying this by way of many other interactions that aren't related to this that. He just believes it, and and it is to him. Whether that means he's slowly driving himself insane from lack of REM sleep, I don't know, but he believes it. I, it's starting to sound like a mild superpower to me, frankly. If I could, will, I, if I could yeah. will myself to sleep after having coffee at night, I'd probably also have coffee at night. At what cost? 
Uh, well, I mean, if it's if it's a will exercise that leads me to be able being able to will myself to do a bunch of other stuff. Well, you have to also accept that you know nothing about objective reality around you, and that you're just subject to your own whims, being indistinguishable from the actual good. Mm, that's kind of a big responsibility. Yeah, it is. It's pretty big. I prefer to leave the you know the. Uh, totality of reality in the hands of not my own consciousness if I can help it. Yeah, but hey, it's for a cup of coffee at night, so hmm. let's so let's think about it. You know, I'll I'll balance it. I'll 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 consider the balance later. What are you What are you What are you drinking? What are you doing? What have you eaten? What I have your nothing. Day? I don't even have water. Um, I just finished baking a key lime pie. Uh, and nice. I'm not tired enough to drink coffee, but I also need to sleep soon so I can get up and, you know, work. So, nothing. And it's the middle of the week. I don't have a beer. I don't have – I feel like fidgety. Like maybe I should just smoke a cigarette inside or something. Hmm. Uh, well, your family is back. Now might not be the best time. I'm assuming your family is back, right? Or have you well, gone so I far off the have reservation? A okay, <laughs> or have a family. <laughs> so both of those. Wait, you still don't no, have a family? Well, I did, and then I didn't. Tonight is the only night this week that none of them are here because Thursday morning I'm taking them up to Birmingham, uh, where Abigail is, and we're going to hang out there and see a concert and do things that you do in Birmingham. I like I like I mean if you got to be in Alabama, I think Birmingham. I like Birmingham. Uh have you now I don't remember how close it is to Birmingham, but are you familiar with the Unclaimed Baggage Center? Yeah, I don't know how close it is either. I think it's like maybe between there and Huntsville. I don't you know what? I don't know, it's, but I do remember it. It's remarkably remote. Have you? I didn't realize. Oh, you might be one of the only people that I've talked to that knows about that place. I went. Really? Um, baggage center. I'm going to look it up. Um, it is a. I, I went there when I was probably 13. Alabama attractions on Coin Baggage Center. Yep, that's that checks <laughs> out. Um, for the benefit of our listeners, the Unplanned Baggage Center is a. Uh, is it okay? <laughs> it is a uh, store. That I mean, this the way it was told to me when I was twelve or thirteen is that all of the unclaimed baggage from all of the airports gets shipped to uh, BFE Alabama, and then they put that stuff up for sale. Uh, just and, and uh, the the store itself is, um, if you picture where uh, Huntsville is, which is kind of in the middle of the nowhere, north of Central Alabama. Then when you picture where Chattanooga is. Unclaimed Baggage Center is roughly halfway in between there, so it's really, really nowhere. Um, not anywhere near Birmingham, looks like. I'm going to guess like two, 150 miles northeast of Birmingham. So that's like, but it's basically what you just did there is I said, I live in Pensacola. And you're like, do you go to Disney World all the time? <laughs> Not quite. I I know by experience that Disney World, having grown, having, uh, we both grew up in Pensacola. I'm going to try to, sp- you know, I'm going to try to sprinkle in like a expository uh, statements. Like we're in a, like <laughs> very a, naturally, like a sci-fi original movie. To Seeing like, as you and I both were humans raised in Pensacola, Florida, you, in the Panhandle, you know our childhood in which we were raised in Pensacola, Florida. Um, I recall the, that. The, the yes, that childhood. The drive from Pensacola to Orlando is a solid nine hours. If, is, is this accurate? I feel I don't. I haven't done it in forever. I just did it uh, into last year. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Eight. At le at the very uh, fastest. Florida is a bizarrely shaped state. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of things. <laughs> I don't have to qualify a specific category in which Florida is bizarre. I suppose Florida is bizarre. And Pensacola is a place that I didn't realize until the early 2000s. What is very small. No offense, of course, you're, as a current Pensacola resident. I don't know. Wait, so very small very is small. a definite relative scale. So Absolutely. I'm trying to think what in your mind had you compared it to that 
it now is small? Um, I think it was the socio, not socioeconomic, the, uh, the, um, I mean, it's, it's the type of a city where the best way to measure it is by the amounts of certain chain stores. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it, uh, I remember when we got our target in like 97 or eight, probably. Uh-huh. And when we got our Starbucks, which was right around the time I went to college, so like 2000, 2001. Uh, so by this metric, Pensacola is much larger than you remember. But by a more objective metric, like population, is probably grown more moderately. Yeah, population is even a weird one. Uh, like uh, Jack, having lived in Jacksonville... Jacksonville has a lot of people, but it is spread out. And also, I think you probably know this about Jacksonville, but it is the biggest city in the country by landmass because for some reason they just districted the entire the entire county. county. City. Yeah, so there's there, it just goes, and that's a, a, effectively a meaningless thing. And then <laughs> I now live in Chicago, which obviously is humongous, but Chicago also refers to the, itself and the surrounding areas as Chicago land. Which I like me. actually, yeah, Chicago land, the Chicago land area. Have you? It's a it. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> like does it have to be? <laughs> does it have to be in Illinois or is like Gary, Indiana, Chicago land? I I honestly am not sure what the boundaries of Chicago land effectively are. Because it's you know, like yeah, I'm in a d- neighborhood of Chicago, right? And then you move a little bit outward, and there's like a ring of smaller, I assume, cities. Although I don't know the the laws here, so I guess Skokie is right out, like maybe 20 minutes from here. I don't know if that's part of Chicago and also just a larger area, or if it's its own municipality. But I know it would count as Chicago land, and I think it's just an umbrella term for Chicago, which sort of has bled out all over the place. Um, Gary, Indiana is probably not though. I'm going to say <laughs> probably <laughs> they not. got cut. Nah, yeah. You know what? It's just as well. I've got it. So I've, yes. Yeah. Pensacola is, I probably smaller than you imagine when you're growing up there. Um, the one Starbucks town. I was not shocked at other cities. Uh, it was a bit of an adjustment, but I think I took more of a positive where I have to give up certain things, but like, Traffic is just doesn't exist now. Neither does public transportation. Good, good self it doesn't really matter. So yeah. Oh, everywhere, including my room right here. <laughs> I, uh, I I I'm not saying that I went to the big city like and freaked out or you know ran around and threw my hat in the air. I I've been to Atlanta and and whatnot a lot. I think it was the coming back to Pensacola. And real, yeah, realizing that I lived in a neighborhood that was under 10 minute bike ride away from said target or my dad's work, which was literally a mile. Well, I mean, where the, from Sacred Heart to the junior college is it's like over a hill, you know, <laughs> like yeah, across the street. to go to nine mile road was a big deal. And nine mile road <laughs> is a road that's literally nine miles from the middle of town, which is not a lot of not a long way at all. Um, so, and it has spoiled me actually to this day. I, Shannon is very patient with this, fortunately, but I have always managed to end up places where my commute is insanely short, uh, because I can't, I can't wrap my mind around like getting in a car, driving for 45 minutes, going to work, driving 45 minutes home. Just never, never did it. Thankfully it's worked out. Uh, Yeah. But it's okay here. They yeah. really have expanded their Starbucks market, which is great, seeing as I don't access Starbucks. Um, but I'm sure a lot of people like that. Uh, downtown Pensacola is, without bias, vastly better than it used to be. Um, I'm not going to say it rivals anything, but, you know. You often have something to do now. It's it's strange because it never was like this. No, I would go downtown to go to orchestra rehearsals and eat at the subway next to the um, the theater. 
and go to Krispy Kreme, which was sort of downtown. And I think that was pre- well. This was pre downtown gentrification. This was pre you know this the late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, Pensacola. Now the last time I was in Pensacola, we drove through downtown, and I looked out my window, and what did I see? But a Austin, Texas style Christmas lights and like semi circle of trailers on mulch, kind of a parking lot uh, truck. Uh, food truck situation yes i know where you're talking about yeah so it's gotten gent- a little gentrified but i don't know I, I i won't go into detail you should come back sometime and peruse so the the thing about coming back to pensacola is a i don't have any relatives at all that live there anymore and b pensacola is on the way to nowhere the, here's when pensacola is on the way to somewhere if you're in tallahassee and you need to get to new orleans and that's it like there's no one passes through, you know, Jacksonville. Sure. If you're west of us and need to go south of us. I mean, there's like two two reasons. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I personally think that the stretch of interstate between Pensacola and Tallahassee is the worst stretch of interstate in the country. I will. I will For someone who wants to sightsee as they're driving. Yeah, for someone who wants to not kill themselves will drive off the road and just stop stop driving forever just sit there <laughs> in the hallway of pine trees punctuated by a dairy queen every 90 miles between pensacola and tallahassee i know i know that uh, that every single road in west of the mississippi and east of the rocky mountains is a straight line i don't care you can see the clouds go uh you know cast shadows on the hills you can maybe see a river or maybe the horizon will be punctuated by something. This is Pensacola to Tallahassee. You keep your eyes on the road, son. I don't know if you're driving right. Well, I mean, I'm just also describing having driven from Pensacola to San Diego in the back of a minivan with six other people growing up. Um, but but it is like a, it's like a, a demo level of a driving video game. You know, before they put in bins in the road or any sort of scenery, so they're like, well. We've got this one block of a half mile of road where it's just got pine trees on either side. We'll just copy paste that for three hours and uh, we'll we'll develop more features later. Yeah, and if you saw a gap in the pine trees and tried to go for it, it would just be an invisible wall. Definitely invisible wall. Yeah. yeah. And then, like I said, like two Dairy Queens because, you know, you, you got to test a one exit for your beta. Uh, I like... For for non-mountain interstate, there is a certain odd charm about driving through rural Louisiana because uh, I drove to Houston, I don't know, 100, 200 times. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Louisiana is very scary if you have to stop for any reason while still having things like fried pork belly and liquor at gas stations. So it's just a real back and forth in my head about whether or not I, I like it. Mm, fried pork belly at a gas station. I've never seen that. Up here you get the fried, uh, well, you get you get the cheese curds. We got a lot of cheese curds at gas stations. Okay, I'm going to say, well, they do have liquor at gas stations, but usually it's like a shack adjoining the gas station. Oh, I see. Like yeah, a, a mobile home. Yeah, separate so, establishment. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... Let's just leave it at that, yeah. <laughs> um, I once saw on the highway between New Orleans and uh, Baton Rouge to go see the LSU Tigers game, I once saw some men loading a very large alligator into the back of a pickup truck. I believe that. Yeah. It's, unfortunately, I don't have more to that story. I've also, <laughs> eat, I've also eaten alligator, but that's not... Maybe that would be a novelty if we have listeners from the sort of northern states... I'm not sure how common it is to eat an alligator that you shot in your backyard as up here. I um, didn't ever eat one I shot, but what? I will I will say in the shortest description possible, chicken fish. Yep, chicken fish. I, I have not I to be clear, I did not shoot said alligator, but it was shot in the backyard of the house that I had some of it at. Um, prior to you know me being there that day, I don't actually know how you prepare alligator. I don't know if you like string it up or. What. Um, I've seen it grilled a lot. No, uh, no, no, I mean the 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 body. 
Oh, I, mean, I was about to go in the culinary. Right. No, no I've had I've had some gator nuggets and stuff. I mean, like, uh, if you have to, like, hang it up and, ooh, this is some, I don't know. I apologize to any weak, weak, weak-willed listeners. This reminds me of the time that I went to, what is it called, Vernon, Florida? I mean, just imagine how backwoods it is, and it's that backwoods. Um, I mean, it's not like uh, Live Oak or anything. Actually, it's worse than Live Oak. But um, I was I was I was literally married I'm in so Live sorry. Oak. <laughs> I know, I know exactly where. Oh, I'm sorry. That's for others. Benefits. Vernon, I've heard of Vernon, uh, Florida. There was a movie about Vernon, Florida. Yeah, they yeah. were cutting our arms off for insurance money. But that aside, uh, or maybe that helps the story. Uh, there's this really great natural spring there and you can get some, you know, locals to drive you up and you canoe to the spring and then follow the river back to the boat landing where you left your car and they have, you know, traditional Southern crazy stuff like giant rope swings and slides and stuff that someone must have died on, but you know, nobody shuts them down. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, you know, you're swimming out there and and swinging, and I've been here before. And we go up to the hut where they take money and sit around, and they're grilling. And I'm like, ooh, what's that? And they were like, they weren't like right up front with hmm. me. And I was like, ah, now I have to know. And so it turns out they were grilling up gator that they had shot and pulled out of the swimming area. Uh recently so that's sort of what it's like down here i i will i uh first of all i i think the uh the the more cagey someone is about what they're grilling the better it probably is (laughs) i and i don't just mean like the what animal it is but like what's the spice on there what what's it for who you know what'd you do to it so far i have been in situations, I, I think of a situation in, in St. Augustine where I was at a house where a guy was smoking up a one of the big you know smokers you pull behind your pickup truck full of leg uh, chicken leg quarters. And Shannon and I actually, you know, we're not food experts, but there was a spice on there that I have also used on on chicken. Uh, you you uh, you know you start with a little bit of a straightforward barbecue rub, like maybe some onion powder and your garlic powder and your salt and your pepper and and stuff. Maybe some paprika just to throw people off because it doesn't taste like anything, but it turns everything red. And then they they had used celery salt, and it was very clear because I know what celery salt tastes like because it's a great addition to the above uh, spice uh, amalgam. And uh, I asked, oh, you got some celery salt in here? And I just got the biggest side eye and just like, no, no. You know, and I turned to Shannon. Man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do not share that trait. Uh, I don't understand the mindset of wanting to hoard good ideas. I mean, I get it if you haven't had a patent on some kind of million dollar idea, but in general, like, I don't know where that happens, but it totally didn't happen for me. I'm like, people have to like pretend to be interested in how often I try to regale them of interesting ways I've found to do things or et cetera. Mm. Well, I mean, that's part of what this podcast is for. You're welcome to regale me. Uh, I I mean, (laughs) I'm sort of the same way. I think what we may have done is we may have like guessed the secret. We may have guessed the secret sauce too fast in that particular situation. You know, like right. You, you've, you didn't stole their trust. I stole his thunder potentially. You know, mm-hmm. I should have started. It's going to be the big reveal, right? So maybe that maybe that's what I did wrong. On the other hand, you and these guys with the gator, they were probably like just straight nervous. Maybe you were a narc. Um, I you know right. I'm I'm sure that there's some kind of normal hunting season for these things and i'm sure it was during that and they had a license for it so right and it wasn't too big or too small or whatever the other crazy rules are about that there's no way you could prove otherwise i truly believe that was the case yeah you just random stranger walking up to some guys that just are literally eating something they just shot and you're like what you guys cooking here they don't know maybe you could be a uh 
AT, AT, no, not ATF. What's the Fish and Wildlife Conservancy? Uh, you know, maybe you're a Mountie off duty. <laughs> yes, that that was it. Sorry, I was lost there for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does make me wonder. I often think, and, and I can transform pretty drastically in appearance as to how native I look in those situations mm. because there's a lot of levels of it and, and it depends on what I want to project, but there's a level that I don't think I'll ever reach, which there is a certain uh, simpleness to the haircut perhaps, but, but really like I'm talking naked demon woman tattooed on your arm. Right. Uh, which is just like right off the top of my head type of thing. And so I don't know if I'll ever quite fit in in that scenario. To sell as backwoods Florida is harder than people probably realize, I think. Um, I don't know. Do you remember uh, to, to like uh, since we're just firing off random memories here, uh, I was driving – with with you in the passenger seat going up to uh, the summit at Bryan College in Tennessee, and we were probably sixteen or seventeen. I, I came over a hill in some nowhere Tennessee town, and there was a cop on the median, uh, obviously radar gunning people. And I saw him pull around behind me, and then I did like a quick, "Oh, I'm just headed to the gas station," sort of turn into the gas station. Never, mm-hmm. t- I've never tried this, and I probably wouldn't try. It. I definitely wouldn't try it anymore. But I, my goal, I guess, was to pretend like I was parking and going in, and then I guess my logic was maybe he would decide that I had to pee, and so he wasn't going to give me a ticket or something. Like I, maybe he, maybe I was hoping he wouldn't get over in time. I don't know. Anyway, he pulled up and and sirened at me as I'm standing in front of my car, playing it, playing it cool slash dumb and uh it should be noted that at this point the reason this affects your story or or relates to your story is that i was i had a a blonde spiky hair that was half grown out so i looked like a in-sync roadie uh, and i had some oakley knockoff sunglasses from the mall in pensacola and you had uh heavy uh sort of a heavy beard slash hair growth situation uh do you recall this? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I remember a very violent turn into the gas station. <laughs> I remember hey, no. <laughs> nervousness just filling the car. And I remember that the, let me be charitable, police officer was maybe more ornery than he normally would have been based on the circumstances. But. I don't think it was going to go well either way. Yeah, well, I got out of the car. You shouldn't get out of the car. I, Never. I, get I, out. I should have watched more cops growing up. You, you don't. There are certain things that are just a thing that you can do that accomplishes nothing other than make the police officer more, more nervous. So we're looking like I don't know the two halves of a, a drug dealer pair pairing like the the upper guy and the downer guy or something <laughs> and i'm standing there with sunglasses on and he asked me to take my sunglasses or he tells me to take my sunglasses off and he says you're on drugs son and i'm like no sir and then i glance over to the car <laughs> and my passenger seat is filled by this brooding hirsute man it's basically with the shadow of the car it was it was just a a beard and dark hair and like piercing white eyes peering out and i'm like uh like that when i think of you passing for various things i you're the uh you're this the alfred molina of friends who can uh perhaps not in the best taste but get away with passing for most of eastern europe <laughs> would it have helped if i had pretended not to speak english in an effort to make him leave us alone i think that anything other than sitting silently in the car <laughs> staring at us would have been helpful <laughs> Uh, anyway, I got. Uh, I have. Oh, good. I, w- I got a ticket for going fifty-seven or sixty-seven and a forty-five because uh, it was a fifty-five that dropped to a forty-five, which is why the cop was sitting there waiting to tag people, and it was a hundred and thirty dollars or something, which is backwoods Tennessee part of traffic uh, speeding ticket money next to nothing. I thought I was. I thought it was done. I thought it was a four or five hundred dollar ticket. Yeah, I was not. I mean, I was glad it wasn't me, but I was—I do remember being legitimately bothered by the 
uh, injustice of it all. I mean, I was speeding. I respect the. Um, I, I now have it a. It was a trap. It was totally speed trap. And I, I now have a six year old who asks me. Uh, he's very, like, as we previously discussed, a six year old who's currently overly concerned with rules and has a real hard time, like, just understanding when a rule is a eh, rule versus, like, a rule. <coughs> and uh, the speed limit is definitely one where I have done some real dad monologue kind of stuff where he's like, daddy, the speed limit's 35 and you're going for, you know, 40 or 45 and, or like on the interstate where no one goes to speed limit. And, you know, I, I've been, as far as he knows, the speed limit is superseded by traffic. That's what I've told him. I feel, I don't feel great about it, well, but this is, that, this is the way the world from works. What I, from what I gathered growing up, your dad was not, terribly um road rules were not one of his like um highest virtues he didn't feel like they were an innately moral um and and so you know sort of more of a practical philosophy on that uh i'm gonna check something about that i'm going to see if uh okay so basic uh i should say you're, you're correct my dad always sped everywhere and although i don't think i genuinely don't think he did this uh on purpose or deliberately i was in the car at least once where he as a as an emergency room doctor knew a fair amount of the policeman and at least w- one time i was in a car where he got pulled over and the policeman said Good to see you, Doctor Dago. Please drive safely, and then left us alone. I don't so, know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know if I'm violating some sort of uh, employment term. This was twenty plus years ago, <laughs> um, but it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, so the uh, speeding. What he used to tell me is that he would use the British rule, which he claims was ten percent over the speed limit. Um, so you could go seventy-seven and a seventy, and you're fine. I'm actually looking at an article now to see if that does not exist or that actually exists. Uh, no. Okay, no, this isn't actually a thing. It is actually British, so it's slightly better than last week, our last episode, where my dad told me that uh, you attract more flies with honey than bile, which he invented wholesale. Uh, the 10% rule appears to at least be sort of a thing. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm mildly disappointed. I was I was really hoping for another just like pulled out of thin air <laughs> dad wisdom. Well, we slowly accumulate the web of lies that was woven for you. <laughs> uh, hey. Yes. So I didn't ignore you as much this week. I did write a list. All right. I don't know what's on it. I mean, I sure I would if when I look at it, but it's stuff. We're we're moving closer to my actual goal, which is to remember to have us exchange lists so that we can pick things off of each other's lists. However, I totally forgot that part of the plan. So just Do you uh, have a list. I mean, I have. Hey, now I have last week's list plus more items. I have six items on my list. Which should be more than enough to fill uh, uh, 20 to 50 more minutes of moderately interesting dialogue. What do you have? Well, I've... 10? Oh, my gosh. Hold on. 10? Wait, how many do you have? Just pick... uh, Close your eyes and pick one. You have more than me. I just sent you... I just... Oh, you sent it to me? I just texted you... Oh, my gosh. uh, Look at this. A a little typey type of whatever words I threw in my phone uh, on, on the... On a whim. Beautiful. I mean, if you if you want me to talk about absurd run-ins with police officers, I've got lots of those, um, which I find ironic because I naturally am one of the more rule-following people or have been for an average of my life. So hmm. uh, just drives me crazy. Um, so we actually have hit a, a little bit of a um, – I, I, ironic slowdown here which is you your list is just on your phone right in your in your one app that's just a text document it's a notepad yes my my list is in a notebook so now i'm typing it into my phone take like a, a picture like a normal person i'm not gonna i'm <laughs> <laughs> 
it's two different lists and two different parts of a piece of paper. And also, I'm not trusting that you will understand any of my writing. So, uh, actually, that's true. You have. I wouldn't call your writing chicken scratch. It's just uniquely flowing in a way that is not always obvious to the non you. All right, that's it. I send you a picture. There's there's two <laughs> lists. There's a list at the top of the page and a list at the bottom of the page. While you try to do try, try to talk about that, um, I'm going to say that. Um, what do you mean by uh, oh, opera? Taking a picture. You. One of these just says opera. What's it all about? <laughs> what does that, that is mean? what it says. What What do you mean, opera? What's it all about? I I like this one because I have nothing to contribute to it at all. I've never seen it. I've seen maybe one opera. Really? Yeah, I saw Madame Butterfly. I think. I suppose this is hard. This is hard to read. It's It's not just the writing. I have to decipher the the method you were using. I was, I was. It's a bulleted list. There's bullets, and then there's a list. Okay. Well, there's a lot of dots on here. Um, <laughs> it's a dotted grid. There's dots, and they're in a grid. I don't see what the problem is. Snickers. Snickersnee. Do you remember this? Do you know what a Snickersnee is? I'll hit you with I'm that not going to say it sounds completely unfamiliar, but. All right. So you don't remember what a Snickersnee is? I don't know. All right. So when we were uh, 12 or 13, probably, uh, there was a, a youth group uh, get together at the youth group leader's house. And uh, as part of the dinner, it was a dinner. And it's one of these mystery dinners uh, where you, uh, you have a menu and your menu is all code words for things. And you pick, so like you have a list of things and maybe it says, uh, um, bird digits and what maybe another one says snickersnee and another one says uh sphere juice or, or sphere liquid or something like that right and those are uh, bird digits is chicken fingers and a, and and sphere liquid is uh, orange juice and you know what i'm saying and you you pick like three things off the list and yeah, then you put I, in your I order i definitely remember this that, uh, for some reason one of those things was a snickersnee which is a uh, synonym for the word knife and uh and I've never forgotten what a Snickers is. That's so interesting. I do not. I, okay, so that explains it because I I very much remember that thing, but I didn't remember the specific word, and I don't know why that stuck for you. I don't know. I'm haunted by it. It's a Snickers <laughs> uh, Still, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I actually related to that one. I I also wrote down uh, we never slashed any tires, which I think was. Maybe not the same night, but the same, I'm going to say, summer or era. Of, oh, that was? No, that was when we were hiding behind a car. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so we we were going, we were we were at a, this youth group uh, leader's house uh, in this little neighborhood, and our friend Steve lived three or four blocks over, and Steve wanted to get his guitar because Steve was the uh, that one guy that every youth group um, has, which is the guy that wants to play his guitar um, for the entire youth group get together uh so we had to source steve's guitar from steve's house and because we were dumb and we're 13 or whatever we're running then jumping and leaping behind cars and stuff and uh as as we poked our heads out from behind a car the car driving by stopped and it was an undercover or an off-duty police officer who thought that we were slashing people's tires and I I always think about that because we were I mean this this hopefully we'll dig into it over the course of however the hell long we do this podcast but we were what I would call good kids with a capital G capital K like youth group kids and we never we never did anything bad I guess I was trying to think of one thing that we did bad like actually bad the word actually probably <laughs> precludes almost anything that you could pin on us. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of uh, what's the window of uh, the legal window of, of time when something. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The uh, uh, statute of limitations. Thank you. Yeah. You can't get us. Yeah. I think of terms immediately and don't say uh for 30 seconds, which is why I'm a great podcast host. <laughs> I that just further feeds my frustration about my interaction with law enforcement. The only thing that subdues it minorly is to know that 
there are a lot of people causing a lot of problems constantly and that it's hard to differentiate. But also, people indiscriminately use power and it bothers me. Uh, Yes, absolutely. In this particular case, now I'm that guy, right? I'm probably the... at his age or older than he was, uh, this being the off-duty police officer, and if I saw a bunch of bunch of ding dongs hiding behind a car in a in a you know middle class neighborhood, I'd probably also roll down my window and see what the heck was going on. So, I, yeah. I, at the time, I was indignant of and also totally freaked out. Um, now, there was a time when I was accosted at the at the University of West Florida for uh, bending a sapling over. I think that one. Oh, well, you deserve that. I mean, <laughs> that was. Do you remember that? Like, it, uh, I sort of got, aggravated assault. I got drive by accosted by a, a campus PD guy who yelled. As I recall, we were trying to ride our bikes fast enough to get because the campus PD was notoriously campus PDE, uh-huh. and we were trying to get pulled over for speeding on our bikes. To no avail. Oh, we, we were trying to set off the the thing. Wasn't there a yeah, speed gun? It yeah. might have been, but I mean, it, it wasn't automatic. Anyway, yeah, we. I don't know why we were over there. Uh, how did you end up doing that? But it was stupid. However, it happened. This was pre smartphones and cell phones. We were over there because we thought we should go over there, and then we went over there. I I, also, I don't know that we were. No, we were riding our bikes. I just can't remember why we were trying to catapult off of trees i wasn't catapulting off a tree i was i was standing there holding a tree that was maybe 10 feet tall and i was bending it over because it was at the base three inches wide and the the guy drove by and said are you going to pay for that tree son yeah i mean he really did though yeah it was not like a are you gonna pay for that tree like he stopped and and accused me of damaging a one of the 20,000 trees within 500 yards of me on that campus. Man, we, we, uh, we, we, and unnecessary, like minor law enforcement infractions, um, probably, well, I don't know. Let me just, rem- rem- <laughs> let me just say one of my favorite memories, um, that involves you and very close to the situation before I forget and we can go back to whatever we we're talking about. But it's this. This is going to sound horrible. Well, that, but we were at UWF, which is where we were riding our mountain bikes. You didn't have a mountain bike per se, but it, it wasn't a, just a complete road bike, but it was less <laughs> a mountain bike. Uh, and it was several of our friends and us, and there was this very steep, long downhill off-road portion that was fairly clear of trees. And so we all took turns going as fast as we could down it, sort of leaping off of little bumps and stopping before we got down to, like, the creek below. And Cam, <laughs> you you started down, and to, to be de- – I'm not going to be delicate, I'm just – you don't necessarily have smooth type coordination. Like you're coordinated enough to do sports activities, but like things can, maybe it's more of an undampened system where if things go wrong, it can spiral out pretty quick physically for you. I prefer yoga these days. (laughs) And it may have involved not being familiar with feet clipping into a bike, uh, or, uh, sliding into those foot things. Anyways, you come down, we're all waiting for you, and you just explode off of this bump and just, <laughs> t- just as fast as you could go, just tear down this, fly over the handlebars like a cartoon ball of dust, and, and are like minorly injured, like sort of groaning <laughs> from pain. And it was just all I could do not to laugh. It was terrible. Like I really didn't enjoy seeing you being hurt, but it was. <laughs> I mean, I vividly remember it. I I I like this because we have known each other since we were six years old, and I went to school, and then we sort of got back together in the summers, and then for about ten years there, I would say we talked like once every couple of years. We have never ever uh, taken the lid off of like a. Uh, probably a good solid decade of hanging out 
and comparing notes on how we remember things happening. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily mean only things that involve physical disaster on my part, but those are certain, I've got more. <laughs> there's certainly a, uh, a, a large back catalog there. In this particular case, first of all, my bike was a mountain bike. The problem uh, was it was two mountain. It was two mountain, two bike. I bought a orange mongoose from from Target, I think, and it was uh, the new Target, you know, and. Uh, the target it was probably 115 dollars or something right it was it was the 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 target always has like one bike that is trying too hard uh and you know that you have a bunch of normal bikes and then this was the bike with the rear shock and with the suspended uh i don't know what you call it but the suspended frame where mm-hmm. the back the back tire is not connected uh via both both uh parts of the frame it's only connected via one and then a shock uh, it was the cool looking one. Yeah, it was the cool looking one, and it. So here's the problems with that bike. Number one, uh, you shouldn't buy a bike with shocks when it's the m- nice, nicest one at the cheapest store. Uh, number two, um, regardless of how cool you think shocks are, you shouldn't loosen the shock all the way <laughs> because you, that you think that it is awesome that your bike has shocks, so you could just go over anything. So if you loosen the shock all the way pedaling turns out uh feels a lot like you're pedaling across like a sofa Um, (laughs) yeah that's true i had a very bad time on that bike uh because of that reason specifically and um the also the tires that it came with were uh not uh they didn't have knobbly bits all over the tire they were actually hybrid tires uh, or whatever the term Uh, is okay you're validating part of my memory then yeah so uh, tires were sort of in my mind that's what was different about your bike yeah the the middle part of the tire was smooth like a road bike tire and the outer sides were uh were knobbly like a like a mountain bike tire which might be a legitimate tire design uh (laughs) idea i'm not sure it did not work well in combo with a very cheap bike and uh very loose uh shocks and and i had just put on the uh some third parties some aftermarket toe clips and the toe clips are okay yeah so what happened with these toe clips is they are they were not nice metal toe clips they were not uh the things where you have to wear the special the special shoe and lock it into the to the to pedal or anything like that they were just kind of plastic and uh a strap and uh what happened is the uh, the the where the plastic attaches to the to the actual pedal was just like a little plastic screw, like not a metal oh, screw. Cam, Uh-oh. I'm cutting out a couple times. Oh no! I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, it sounded like a Skype thing. Keep okay. Going. So anyway, not metal. No metal. There was no metal parts to this entire you know not eight ninety nine pair of toe clips. And as I as I so this was a very steep incline, as I recall. Um, We've discussed before my inability to do things at like non, not zero or a hundred percent. So I was definitely <laughs> rolling down that hill, and the the hill had jumps that if you went off, you would get you know a fair amount of not a lot of vertical uh, air airtime, but a lot of horizontal airtime. And I hit it, and as I hit it, my the my toe clip came off completely. Uh, which caused my leg to fly out, which caused the entire bike to kind of rotate, to kind of yaw sideways. Um, and then I, I, so I hit the ground kind of completely sideways and spun down the hill. And that's, that's how I remember it. I was fine. That sounds much more accurate. Um, but I'm glad that it was, uh, a, a truly shared experience. My, my pride was injured and my toe clip was toast. And, uh, and I, I was uh, I was embarrassed, but I mean, again, this uh, the, me being embarrassed during a thing where everyone else was coordinated, or the very least that you were coordinated, right? Like this is you know, <laughs> very common. Uh, I remember a uh, I don't remember if this is actually accurate, but this is how I remember it being stuck at the uh, at the track and field area of the junior college for because of uh, presidential physical fitness stuff which I hated. No one told me that we had to do pres- presidential physical fitness. I couldn't do a pull-up. I weighed like 90 pounds. Uh, I, I did the, the, what do they call it, the, the hang, 
which is where you just hang from a bar. <laughs> you're just hanging, yeah. Yeah. Setting the sights high there. Yeah, I was very embarrassed because the presidential physical fitness was very difficult. And then the tier below that was the um you're you know you're alive sort of level where like the the requirements are like touch your toes <laughs> hang from a bar sit up <laughs> and, uh, breathe and, consistently for one minute and i remember you were out there and this i might be conflating two stories but you were out there cold on like a bunch of a like a, a track and field slash outside gymnastics kind of equipment and they were like Oh, we'd never seen a kid. You know, he'd never done this stuff before. He was looking pretty good. Maybe we were talking about getting him up out here for the program. <laughs> do you remember that, this? That sounds right. Um, I don't remember it as well as some other memories, but I have done track stuff like that before. Yeah, you know, I don't remember it being part of a presidential physical fitness for some reason. I think I'm conflating two stories at the same location because, again, uh, Pensacola. Okay. Uh, we ended up at the same location for various things growing up. That was kind of the track. <laughs> it wasn't like another track. That's true. It's yeah. one track. Well, was. Um, no, it's filthy. All right. Well, just just for future knowledge, there are more stories about self injury by camp so. <laughs> that have enriched my life. I feel. Well, you 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 bring them up when you feel the time is right. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there will be. Um, this, I, and I go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. You said and. Well, I'm going to move on. Yeah, go for it. Move on. Well, I'm moving on quickly back to just I have to get one story off my chest, and I I can't remember who I've told, but it is worth repeating, and I'll make it abbreviated. I was in college visiting my future wife in Houston regularly, which means I would drive there. Mostly through the night because it saved and maximized time. Sleep was not a, a like a consideration. So I went over there one one day. <clears throat> I had to drive her car back to Pensacola for some reason. Uh, I'm driving it back. I get into Louisiana. Always uh, exciting slash dangerous place to be, as I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like 3 a.m., I'm haven't slept in several days to maximize time again, and uh, maximize I am, that time. I am more hair suit and disheveled than I was during your uh, police encounter with me, um, and I not speeding, see lights, immediately become unreasonably nervous, pull over, wait. They say, "Son." What is that even? But whatever. Uh, did you know your taillight is broken? I was like, oh, I thought it was working. And he says, it's on, but there's a crack. And that could blind that could blind somebody behind you or something to that effect. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. And um, they shine the flashlight at me. I undoubtedly look. I, my eyes are, I'm certainly bloodshot. Uh, it's 3 a.m. I look like. It, well, you know what I used to look like when I was disheveled. And um, and they said, is this your car? And I said, no. And so those things <laughs> all happened like, together. And you could almost – I couldn't see very well because, again, I had a flashlight in my face. But you could just feel the elation that they had. You're checking so many boxes for they them. Knew. They knew. It, it wasn't that – they knew then they just knew it was a matter of time if they tried that they would get me for something um jokes on them spoiler alert i don't break laws for and never did and whatever but that's part of the frustration so they're like (laughs) sir uh why don't you step out of the car you know like we're going to take our time now because this is, you know, we've got to pass. We know what's going on here. Yeah, it's 3 so a.m. They had no activities. You're you're now their activity. Like, great. This is great. Um, let's milk this. And so I get out of the car. Uh, 
I can't remember. I mean, they asked me if I was drinking or doing anything. I said, no, I, I can't. I don't think they made me do any kind of like tests. Um, but they told me to stand in by the car and then they went to discuss whatever it was they were discussing. They come back to me. Uh, mind you, from my perspective, not only did I not know that there was a crack in my taillight, but I literally had done nothing wrong. And they go, sir, we're going to ask you permission to search your car. And I'm like, oh, God, what? And so in my mind, I was smart enough to know certain things, which is that they can't make you sign it, but they can also detain you for certain reasonable causes and Till they can get proper authority, etc. Right, or isn't, isn't, a number of other things that were annoying to me. Yeah, can't they all? Can't you? They detain you. For, I don't know because it hasn't happened to me. But don't, 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 can't you get detained for like refusing to do a breathalyzer and stuff as well? Like, yeah, they could take you. Yeah, like then they have to take you all the way in. Um, right. And but they have to say certain things, but it's all uh, subjective. They can say, oh, "I smelled alcohol in his breath," you know. It doesn't have to be real. And the way they were going about it, it's I don't want to put words in their mouth and thoughts in their head, but I've seen this too many times, is that it it was it was expedient to catch me at what I was avoiding getting caught at by means that may or may not be accurate. Because, you know, ends justify the means. So all this goes through my head and I'm like I don't have anything. So I've decided, okay, I'm just going to let him search the car. This will get me out of this a lot faster and easier. Um, I did occur to, it did occur to me midway through that it wasn't my car. And that though I know Abigail wasn't into illegal things, she was at a college with friends. And so it wasn't guaranteed there wasn't anything in the car. Anyway, um, they tell me to go wait by their car. Uh, you should search and, their car. Huh? Yeah, Tit for tat. Uh, I didn't ask them. But, uh, mm. So this is when I'm standing there and they're digging through a messy car. And I'm just standing by a cop car at 3 a.m. in Louisiana wishing I was not there. And they stand up and talk to each other. And then one of them sort of gets that little, I'm going to take my time and say this look again. And he's like, Hands Sir. on the belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Walker, would you, uh, you wanna... sir? <laughs> uh, Mr. Walker, sir, uh, please come over here and tell me what this is. Step on down uh, here to the... Okay. Yeah, you were going for more Louisiana. I, I just misunderstood and was going for just southern antebellum. But um, this... Uh, the so, antebellum policeman. Continues. Yeah, he goes... Uh, sir, could you uh, come over here and tell us what this is? Um, and so I walk up and I see it and I immediately know I'm in a situation and not the kind you think. It was, oh, I if think I know. any of you know, a bassoon reed. Yes. Um, which to the layman could appear as some type of drug paraphernalia. Perhaps Absolutely. Perhaps an odd pipe of some kind although not obviously um so you see the situation i was in was not that i couldn't prove it wasn't but that i had to do so while not making the police officers feel stupid and then garner more retribution mm. so the gentle very fragile 3 a.m police off antebellum police officer <laughs> take you uh, in for embarrassment no what they have complete control over you they can do whatever they want if you make them mad well that's what i'm saying you make them embarrassed they get mad they you know now now you're now you've now you've got to you've got to go back to the station and find an encyclopedia and show them a bassoon that's a whole process yeah at best at best um all right so i was just like oh yeah that's uh, my girlfriend's bassoon read uh, I, I, you don't ask them if they know what a bassoon is. Don't do any of that. All of that is embarrassing. You act like it's the craziest thing in the world that someone would know something like this. And you say, yeah, it's a bassoon. I know it's very weird. No one knows what it is, but it's an orchestra and you do like this. And I can I can play it. It just makes a weird sound. You know, it, it's just that. And miraculously, they sort of begrudgingly are like, huh, 
and they go, stand by the car. And so they abandon their effort to pin me on the bassoon reed. <clears throat> and then they search for another five minutes or so. And then, then I get whistled at. And you can hear the desperation in their voice. They're, and they're like, all right, why don't you explain this then? Wait you know, a minute. Like, they whistled at you? Yeah. Like, they go, well, I can't whistle like that. But no, like, like the fingers in the mouth? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, like, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're like, why don't you explain what this is? Uh, you know, and, and so I'm like, okay. And so I walk back over there and they're holding up a slightly more suspicious item, which is a medicine bottle. Like a prescription orange medicine thing. Um, And it's full of a clear liquid. Well, this is reed water. This is what you soak a reed in, and it's a convenient way to carry it around. Um, Uh, Sidebar, uh, um, you might be getting there, but is there a distinct uh, difference between reed water and what one might call normal water? uh, Well, yeah, it's just gross because you've soaked a spitty read in it a bunch of times okay but, so it's um, not like actually no, just solid water. or anything okay yeah it's water <laughs> i was worried in a medicine uh, empty otherwise empty medicine bottle okay and you use it to soak your read in and so i explain this which sounds even weirder to them but in a very calm way and yeah, I said, you, you double down I will, on the bazoon thing i will i will drink the water out of there it is <laughs> gross because it has been used for reeds um but I, it's just water. I'm sorry. I, I like apologize that it wasn't drugs somehow. Like I, I'm so sorry. It's not what you thought. Uh, and they searched for another good ten minutes. Nothing found. Nothing. Angrily wrote me a ticket for the light being out and said that if I re- I had to repair it at the next stop with some tape and if I could prove it was repaired in the next month and send back something to Louisiana that I wouldn't have to pay the ticket. They did not have to give me that ticket and I didn't do anything wrong. And they detained me for like 30 minutes and the whole thing made me just furious. I mean, Um, they definitely ended up looking like idiots, but still it's my feeling about the situation. There's, there's a fork in that story that could have happened that would have ended up with you drinking a thing of rewater and looking like maybe a bigger idiot, or or blow. so. Here's the problem, actually, with both the reed water offering and the oh no, you blow on it. It's it sounds funny, which is what happens. I've heard of you know you blow a bassoon reed and it sounds like a a cartoon duck or something. <laughs> so, Correct. And uh, both both of those items are not really great defenses against this isn't drug paraphernalia paraphernalia uh, because <laughs> paraphernalia. If, if it was so say you have uh, something that is drug paraphernalia offering to ingest like offering to put it in your mouth in front of the cops not i don't feel like that sends a very strong message in any sort of way uh you know like i don't yeah no i mean clearly it's not weed I, i'll smoke it right it, here like it's not believe a, me it, it occurred to me at the time i mean obviously it's not the same as trying to smoke something. Oh, that's a cigarette, sir. Well, it would have been apparent. It didn't smell like a cigarette. Um, I maybe, and I did, it didn't escape me at the moment. I was just thinking, you know, maybe, you know, if I don't die drinking it, they would taste it or something and see it's water. I don't know. It was just absurd that I was having to go through this and I was not wanting to. Anyway. Yeah. I have some, well, some well, yeah. like deep resentment there uh, resentment over this. towards power structures, I would say. Mm. And I'm like the and least yet, yeah. type of person in America. And if I'm experiencing this kind of crap, I don't trust anybody. Uh, your resentment toward power structure is really punctuated by your absolute following of every rule, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's made me care a lot less about that so there you go mm. i still am pretty much a rule follower but not because i think i have to be well i mean the the other lesson for our listeners out there is uh woodwinds uh, woodward paraphernalia is a great way to kind of you know take some things to cross state lines or gate you know. well it's a gateway instrument is what it is <laughs> <Gateway>. <laughs>
doesn't see 